Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Smart Rush with B-Money here. Ching, ching in the house. Uh, Here just to uh, report to you good bit news on the business economy and as well as the artist part of the economy as well. Um, So today's topic, I just want to talk to you guys about what this question is. How can low-income people advance within this economic arena? Well, the reason why I got that question is because I attended this seminar last night that was about economic and social mobility, and the question was actually kind of in reverse. It was actually posing what factors are preventing low-income people from advancement which is a definitely great question and there was a great amount of panelists that actually shared different perspectives on how um, these things came to light with the economic social mobility for uh, low-income people. Now, for those of you who don't understand that, uh, the, the discussion was more about low-income people to, towards uh, affordable housing, uh, education, and just basically um, <clears throat> stereotypical uh, stereotypes that the economy or a city area itself may have designed uh, based on them only wanting certain people within the area. Uh, take Charlotte, North Carolina, for example. Charlotte, North Carolina, it's a great booming city. Uh, it has experienced a lot of growth since uh, 2001 or so um, when the Bobcats came to the city and then the Hornets had transitioned, the light rail came on, uh, but most importantly, it was the banks that had started to get the city growing some, And but the thing is, they have economically designed it to where only certain, certain people can live there comfortably, while the others, such as the lower income people, are left without uh, any areas of advancement or block from the areas of advancement. Now, I want to bring the perspective of what if, what if that's just a perception? So I listened to, actually I was attending this event here last night. It was actually more of a conversation with the panel analysts. Uh, you got a panel speaker, that was a photographer and image activist that capture arts that actually exposes the way the economy works within the city of Charlotte and other areas as well. Then you have uh, another panel panelist that worked in corporate America for about 20 years and then transitioned over to the nonprofit sector because she believed in the good of educating and giving back to the community. And then you have another perspective from a director of talent engagement with the Goodwill Industries. Uh, Goodwill Industries has done a phenomenal job developing training programs where they help 
new candidates uh, with no experience get experience within uh, the banking industry and especially the IT industry, information technology, because as we all know, um, this is the era where technology is definitely the key of advancement. Um, So that goes back to the question there, what factors are preventing uh, low income advancement, low, low income people from advancement. Well, to be honest with you, uh, I heard a lot of different perspectives on it, uh, such as the way it's designed. So basically, in a nutshell, the system that's set up and then the conditioning of what the economy does to people, uh, it may be the reason why. Uh, there is preventing low income advancement. But my perspective is it's all about choice. And I, I, I applaud a couple of the panelists that pointed this out last night. And that also, that also raised another question as well. What choices determines the person's ability to move up economically? Well, the three main factors that were shared was the hustle mentality, uh, others' perception of you and social capital as well. Uh, so uh, I'm, I'm gonna touch a little bit on the social capital uh, in a little bit, but I just want to go over real quick about the other two factors: hustle and other people's perception of you. Basically, basically hustling is not the form of doing illegal things to make money, but it's basically the uh, go-getter mentality to do what you can legally to make the money that you didn't make so you could provide for yourself and for your family or try to build an empire so that you could leave a legacy behind. Um, and that's, that's one factor that plays in the role of whether people, whether they're low income, Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about low income. Um, It's a factor that's played in how whether a low income person can advance from poverty to a step up, whether it's in the middle class, whether it's in the upper class or stay where they are and just make lateral moves that gets them nowhere. Um, that basically is a real difference um, when it comes to the hustling factor. Another factor that I've mentioned is other people's perception of you. Now, other people's perception of you, that, that kind of goes to the tie of stereotyping. Um, and one panelist have described that in certain areas, such as Charlotte, uh, there'll be times, there'll, there'll be several times where people actually judge you by where you're from uh, or where do you live. That's the most common thing people are asking. Uh, so where do you live at? Uh, because it, you know, we have a lot of new migrants here. Uh, and just to let you guys know, I'm in the Charlotte area. I live in the Charlotte area myself, so I definitely understand the concept. I understood everything that everybody have mentioned last night, too. So getting back to the perception, um, when a lot of folks are asking, uh, so where do you live? They tend to have a judgmental, judgmental point of view 
based on where that person's live. Like if that if the person says they live in a certain area, uh, for example, Beatty's Ford, then a lot of people automatically think, oh, you live in the hood. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, well, I must be better than you then because I live somewhere a whole lot better uh, and a lot cleaner. And that's what they think. They think Betty's Ford is the hood when really it's, when really that only describes part of it. They never really said what part of Betty's Ford that they live in. They just said they live, they live on Betty's Ford. They live off of Betty's Ford. They could be living in a... The suburban housing that's actually on the street of Base Ford, um, going towards Sunset, and there's other housings in the area as well that goes towards uh, Northlake Mall, which is a nice area, um, decent area. And the fact is, it's a lot of perception that plays into how you can move up as well. But the thing, the thing about perception is that. That all comes from um, personal development. How do you want people to perceive you is how you want to perceive yourself. And the thing and that, that, that I'm speaking from a business standpoint, because the thing is, uh, when you put yourself into a lot of personal and professional development, then that was drives out uh this attraction that prospective clients may have for you that they want to buy from you or they want to introduce you to another client, another prospective client that wants to buy for you. Or even when you're working at the job, if you pour a lot into you, then other people's perception of you will turn out to be good. See, the thing about, and that's another thing about uh, other people's perception of you. You actually can't control that. The only way you can do that is by investing in yourself. Someone taught me that a long time ago, and I'm glad that it's working for me right now. Uh, I'm still working on it, <clears throat> actually, because I always strive to be a better person. I strive to be a better um, employee. I strive to be a better podcaster like I'm doing right now. I strive to be a better artist. Uh, I strive to be a better businessman and all I can only do that by investing in myself. So that's a great factor. Now, let's talk about social capital. And before I do that, let me just go ahead and find a definition of social capital real quick, just to make sure that we are all on the same page here. Okay, great. So the definition of social capital is the networks of relationships among people who live and work in a particular society, enabling that society to function effectively. Okay, so it sounds like it sounds like the third factor describing is how it is how your network works for you. And in other words, there's that saying, your network is your net worth. Uh, so there you go. The network of relationships amongst people who live and work in a particular society. So if you live in that society and you network with a lot of those people, uh, form those relationships, then that could really determine how you could advance from one level to another, how you can advance from the social, the, I'm sorry, the low income poverty line to 
the middle class poverty line or the upper class poverty line, whichever direction that you want to go, you can do it. And what I'm saying throughout those messages is that it is all about the choices that you make in your life. And that those three choices, those three factors that plays into play will help you to decide whether you want to stay where you are or move up to another position and then move up afterwards, move up afterwards. In other words, becoming a better person. So that is my take on how low income people can advance through uh, the poverty line, advance from the poverty line to another step up. And one thing to keep in mind is that technology is definitely, definitely, definitely key. Uh, so you want to definitely use a lot of the technology resources. Um, it's not like it used to be back in the old days. Now, these days, we got phones. We have access to information anytime, any day. You don't need to go into the library. Just look up your phone, Google information on how you want to be a particular individual, how you want to, whether you want to be a doctor, a lawyer, a consultant. Uh, business owner, you can have access to plenty of those things uh, and read a lot of information on the internet. Even take a couple courses, take a couple online courses too. You don't even have to go into a classroom anymore. So that's the good thing about technology is that it really does equip you to make a good decision on moving up in life. And in other words, in other words, just because society sometimes treats you as a second-class citizen, that doesn't mean that you have to look at yourself as a second-class citizen. Um, you can even tell those people, how dare you call me a second-class citizen? I move up to the top just like you do. So, therefore, why do I need your judgment when I can, when I can grow, I can live as prosperous as anybody else? Um, but of course the reality is in the economy is that they always going to be an underclass. So the economy is counting on a lot of low income people to stay in the low income areas just so that, uh, others can stay up. It's like a rich versus poor type of system setup. You know, that's why they only want certain people in certain places, uh, unlike other places like the West or the North, where there's more growth and opportunity for everyone. It's not so conditioned like it is in most of the South. And that's another thing, too. Uh, you have to be you have to determine whether you want to get yourself out of that condition and be in a first-class citizen mindset. So there's the three factors that you have on how you can advance yourself from the poverty line to the profitable line. The, I'm sorry, not just pro, not just profitable, the prosperous line. The poverty line to the prosperous line, you can advance it through hustling, through uh, bettering other people's perception of you by bettering your perception yourself, and then by utilizing social capital, getting into the right type of network, the network that works for you and the uh, goals and dreams that are aligned 
to that network. The, the, if the network is aligned to your goals and dreams, then you can definitely excel within any areas that you want to excel in. Uh, so that's my intake, guys, for the night. I just want to uh, give a quick shout out to my man Reese on Daily Gems. Tune in to his radio podcast. He got some good, awesome stuff to listen to. Um, and if, if you if you read into if you read into one of his podcasts as well, it will talk about personal responsibility, which is basically what. I was trying to express tonight in this podcast is taking personal responsibility so that you can move forward into advancing in the next stages of life and in business and uh, from whatever status that you are to a better status. So thank you guys for tuning in. This is Smart Rush with Beat Money. I'm out. Ching, ching. Good night.